0: of the coin week podcast is brought to you by pcgs as the year wraps up be sure to take advantage of the pcgs quarterly grading special where you get free secure service when you select the TrueView option with your orders visit www.pcgs.com to learn more tim raftgen is a coin dealer and inventor he's obsessed with coins and has developed a pattern recognition technology that automates the time intensive knowledge-intensive task of sorting bags of coins. We discuss the implications of his new machine called Newman, N-U-M-A-N, next on the Coin Week Podcast. Hi Tim, thanks for joining me on the Coin Week podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. You know, sometimes you know we think we have our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry, and then you know, other times it takes us uh, snooping around on social media to find what is new and fresh in the hobby. Uh, our conversation came about for that very reason. You have been posting. Uh, Videos uh, pretty regularly on your Facebook feed that show off what I think is a major innovation a Machine that may change the way dealers process bags and hordes of coins so uh, What can you tell me about the machine? Um, The machine now
1: known as Newman has been Mining coins um we have the ability to sort coins by date mint mark color and value and you know the thing that's interesting about this is it's been pondered and thought about and everybody's kind of like looked at it and kind of said geez there's got to be a better way or or uh, i mean as you're doing the laborious sorting of coins like geez what if there was a machine well now there is
0: explain to collectors what it was like for you and your company to sort bags of coins before you develop this machine?
1: A really good coin sorter that has the wherewithal and the ability to sit and just sort coins does approximately two bags a day of, let's just say, wheat cents. And those categories that they're sorting into it will be basically just teens and 20s and 30s. And, and as far as getting right down to the fine details and sorting out and having bins for all of, like, say, the 30-minute mark material and everything, that takes, starts taking more time. Um, but two bags a day is uh, around the limit to a human.
0: And now the speed with which you process coins has radically changed
1: radically changes the machine can sort a bag of coins depending on the quality of the coins but anywhere from a half an hour to an hour the the machine does the work of 20 to 25 human beings every day
0: you know the typical coin collector has probably not seen uh you know the way in which the back end of the coin industry you know works especially in regards to uh how uh how dealers process and sort mass quantities of coins. You know, I I often joke uh, that when people uh, offer, uh, you know, quote, unsearched rolls, unquote, of uh, Lincoln uh, wheat cents or Indian cents that somebody has obviously searched through them already because how else would they know what was in the roll? So obviously your machine is going to process a lot more material than what these uh, roll-selling dealers can uh, post up on eBay. Uh, But I do wonder, I mean, with so much that has been searched and picked through already, how much noteworthy material is really left out there to find
1: right so i've got we have years of being and creating relationships with businesses all over the country, and there are a lot of dealers that know dang good and well that they don't have the time to search bags of wheat scents that come in. And especially if it's, like, from a known customer and they're known to be a bag searcher and that kind of stuff, the dealer just flips the bag. Well, if something was missed and or whether it is stuff that's been unsearched, we can, A, find the mistake, something that uh, 24Ds, for example, a lot of times the D is very weak, um, and we can pluck those out of there where if your eyesight isn't all that good, you didn't see it. Um, And then also a lot of these coins don't have a lot of value unless you have quite a bit of them, say 29Ds or 29Ss, for example. A lot of dealers are just going to leave those in the bag because they really don't warrant that much more money. But if we build and we market product lines, um, then we can, um, you know, sell different product and, and do things differently than people have done before. So we do find an awful lot of um mint marked material. Uh and and we're also I'm very very much intrigued by bit large hordes. We've bought some very large hordes. Um, I bought a four hundred bag lot and I bought a five hundred bag lot and those are the kind of things that we really love getting um, and running through the machine.
0: So it's been 60 years since Americans could, you know, pull nice collectible coins with values over face from circulation with any degree of regularity. Are you surprised in this day and age by the the number of nice coins that you're finding with your machine? Or is the profitability of this exercise solely due to your machine's efficiency and and pouring over these bags of uh, coins?
1: Margins are made up because I can do it on an industrial scale. I am surprised um the little kid, the hector the collector, in me is disappointed when we don't find much, but we aggregate things so if you think of us as a as a as like a mining operation, if I can figure out how to do something with the byproducts such as s mints and categorize all of those things um So then we have to become a marketing company and build relationships with other companies. But, you know, going back to the first part of your question, yes, I still am surprised, but I can understand the question as far as I think that people searching through change, I think that's why um, die varieties, error coins, you know, looking for a cud or something like that, I'm seeing a rise in that in coin collecting as opposed to filling coin books. Cause, because those things can be found, um, more modern dye varieties, double ears and that sort of thing. Does that make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense since, um, you know, if you think about it, the prevalence of mint set collecting has essentially taken away the need for collectors to go through change and go to banks to get their recent issues. Uh, They can uh, get a, you know, I wouldn't call it a perfect example, but a very excellent example from a mint set. And a coin pulled from circulation is is never going to be as nice as a mint set coin. So what that ends up conveying to the collector is that the coins that they see in change are not collectible because uh, they'll never be as nice as the ones they can buy in mint sets. But the mint set coins typically aren't where you're going to find varieties and production errors those coins will likely only end up being released into circulation, which means finding valuable coins in change is like finding a very tiny needle in a field of haystacks. But your machine can process those haystacks faster, and if you find those needles, it can be very profitable.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things that I think about an awful lot is about what's ingrained or what makes the person tick. Um, I don't know that you're ever ever going to take that away from I, – I mean, I agree very much with what you're saying. But some people just – it's that Easter egg hunt constantly. Um, but I think that the disappointment for an awful lot of those folks are they pretty much know that they can't go to the bank and the the likelihood of them finding a 22D penny or a 14D penny – in circulation is, I mean, we're talking needle in a haystack times 10. If you think about things as aggregators, we're buying bags of wheat scents from dealers. So either A, somebody missed it, or the bag truly was unsearched when the person plopped it on the counter and told the dealer, Um, or it's a 500-bag hoard that somebody hoarded, and they just put stuff away, and, yeah, we, we do still find them. I found in the last year I've, we have mined four 1909 SVDBs.
0: One of the things I think about sometimes, you know, I think this hobby has undergone a radical shift in the past 30 years or so where the uh, consciousness of collectors has become more centered around the condition of a coin. And I think one of the revolutions that the third-party grading system has uh, introduced uh, to our hobby is that collectors now are a little bit more sophisticated in the way they approach uncirculated coins. But it has created a second class citizen status to the hobby of circulation pools. And the result of that is that the hobby has gotten a lot more expensive for people, uh, which, you know, obviously will narrow the band of the amount of people who can get engaged in the hobby. How do you think your machine can return us to a point where the general public feels that coin collecting is a more affordable and enjoyable pursuit. Um,
1: How I see to do that is to not think like a coin dealer. Um, I think because of the technology I have, the technology that we're using is digital and the digital age is upon us. And the ability to think in a digital rather than an analog mindset changes the business. The people have changed. It's not so much that they abandoned the business. It's their attention has changed. And their attention is in a digital realm rather than an analog realm. When I'm selling coins on eBay, that's digitally. We will be marketing coins uh in different ways than they have been marketed before. Our society has moved away from driving to a coin shop, if they can sit at home, drinking a beer in their underwear, smoking a cigar, and looking through 30 people's row boxes on a digital device.
0: Well, that to me also uh, sounds like a coin shop, you know, with people talking about coins and sitting around in their underwear. Some of them, yes. I. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that people look for their entertainment and uh, their escape from how busy, you know, the world is uh, by going online. Uh, and I'm one of these people that believes that, you know, the appeal of a collectible never goes away. But I think our real challenge as an industry is to convey how interesting and fun and, and relevant uh, coins are to people and to appeal to their nostalgia. But, you know, be firmly rooted in the present and uh, understand uh, the importance of the future for the hobby. Uh, not just in bringing collectors into the marketplace, but what the future coins will be like. And you can't get new people in and depend on them buying coins that are 500 a 1000 5000 or $10,000 dollars. And think that you're going to continuously attract new people and more people to grow that collector base, uh, you know, especially if these are the base level prices for coins.
1: I could not agree with you more. I think that if you're able to bring to collectors where their attention is already, which is their cell phone, or a, uh, a mobile device, or a, or at least online. If you, if you can engage those, get you know uh, the young collectors and get them interested in coins, even if they're just only wondering. If you can plant the seed that there might be a coin in their hand that has value. That's what happened for you and I. It sounds like. I mean, you. you I mean, I went through my grand. I got. I ended up with a Whitman folder, and then instantly I wanted to be able to fill it up with all of the coins. And I asked my grandparents if I could go through their change jar, and boom! I was a collector. And if we can get that going, um, and and so it's it's going to where the in the world that we live in today all of the social medias uh, and it, we're talking Facebook Instagram all of it is they're their the, the, it's it's all on eyeballs so it's not that we need to try to get the new or even just the collectors to turn their eyeballs to the hobby we need to take the hobby to their eyeballs and start promoting But and that not promote so much as trying to shove your coins down their throat, but as I think it's more on isn't this interesting? Isn't this the digital world today is about telling a story? It's about um, being more than just trying to get somebody to buy something from you.
0: So, Tim, if you look back through the coin booms of the Depression era uh, and go through the 50s and 60s. People were basically collecting coins at or near face value. And there was a lot of retail space available through the 80s where you could go and sift through a junk box of Liberty Nickels or Indian Cents and find uh, p- pieces that would fill holes in your albums. And that isn't the version of the hobby that is much promoted these days. But I think to get people, you know, more people into coins, we have to find approaches. Uh, to make this pursuit interesting and accessible to people, and to let them know that it is okay to collect coins that are not, you know, expensive.
1: Yes, very, very, very much so. Um, I know a lot of people get away. You know, when you when we grow up and stuff, I collected when I was uh, younger. And then, of course, you know, sports and girls and cars and stuff like that come along, and you, I got away from it for a very, very long time, but um, circled back around just like you're talking about. And uh, I can't believe how much I enjoy being involved in something that I had so much passion for when I was young.
0: So you're working on a mobile app that allows users to identify coins and find out what they're worth. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: One of the things that I kind of suffer from is the innovator's dilemma. Um, As far as creating these technologies, I have big visions and I know what I want it to do and everything that I want it to be. In today's world, um, I could build this thing out. I could spend the next two years building it out to be everything that I wanted to be. What I recognized was... Yes, I want it to identify coins for everybody, but that's a big build. What I had instantly was a fantastic imaging tool that somebody can take an image of a coin, and in less than a minute, typically around 30 seconds, but in less than a minute, you can take an image and post your coin onto a social media platform, and Over time, right now we're just doing it with WheatSense because that's what we, basically we built a prototype. I wanted to be able to show people what this was going to be. We scaled back, right now you can take an image of any coin that you want and it will grab the image and you can rotate, it crops and you can rotate the image and post it really quickly. What we'll do is we'll rinse and repeat as far as doing the identification. It's a big process and it will take a while to happen. But, but, you know, the vision is yes, we can do Indian or uh, we're doing wheat cents now, but we'll be able to pivot and then do Buffalo nickels and then Roosevelt dimes or whatever. Well, what we want to do is we want to build as the user's request. If I have 1,000 users, we do a poll, and 1,000 users say the next coin they want us to do are Buffalo nickels. then we're going to go out and we're going to build the system for people to identify and evaluate Buffalo nickels.
0: So are you still accepting beta testers for your app?
1: We are. We're we're in iOS. We're built in iOS right now. We're working on the Android. Um, That is a little ways out for us. Um but yes, and people can send their beta requests to social at com.
0: And LookZ, that's going to be the name of the app on the App Store, right? Yes. With a Z. Very cool, Tim. Listen, um I'm interested in finding out what you will discover going through all these coin bags. You know, and I don't know if you could do it, but you know, it'd be great to see what the distribution of dates and mint marks and grades of the coins that you pull out of these bags. And I think for uh, roll hunters, this would be a great resource to let them know how many needles are left out there in all those haystacks.
1: Um, you made the request, so you will get a few reports. Cool.
0: Well, take care, Tim, and thank you uh, for talking to me about your machine.
1: Um, thank you very much as well.
0: Okay. Take care. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. And remember, you can download all 84 episodes of Coin Week podcast for free from the iTunes store. For Coin Week, I'm Editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting.